0: I started to take a drink of coffee right as you started counting down. Oh, sorry, do we need to start Do mm-hmm. it again? Nope, it's my <laughs> fault for taking a drink at the wrong time.
1: You did say, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> I did, and then I was like, oh, I have time. <laughs> That's my life in a nutshell. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready, and then I'm like, wait, no. And then- Oh my gosh, me too. It Whatever it is, starts going, I'm like, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> Made a mistake. That's why when we say, yeah, let's record
1: at 10, and what time is it, everybody? 11.01. <laughs> yeah.
0: Welcome to the Infernal Mafia. That's Kayla. And that's Sarah. Hmm. Okay, today, <laughs> I don't I feel a little bit nervous about this. We're talking about fucked up medical experiments and uh, I put insert your stuff here, Kayla. Oh,
1: okay, well, yes, because I'm talking about, oh, some dark stuff, uh, Nazis. <laughs> and I shouldn't laugh. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. Um, eugenics. It's really scary shit. But also, we're going to talk about animals getting it on. So, mm. yeah. you know. <laughs> okay. A little something to lighten the mood.
0: Mine is also about medical experiments. I don't know if I made that clear oh. to you. They're not the same. Oh, they're not? Okay. But you might have saw these medical experiments in your research. We we loved this doing this episode last year. Infertility
1: is scary. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to repeat it since Halloween is tomorrow, right? Ooh. Yeah. Is everyone having a spooky time? So we wanted to add to the spookiness today and talk about fucked up shit.
0: <laughs> well, let's do the business first. Okay. Uh please rated review please 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 Some of you have and we appreciate
1: it so much. We've gotten a few good reviews lately and it's really, really I love nice. it. It makes
0: me feel good. <laughs> you know, really the reviews are just about us and how we feel about ourselves. Right. That's all it's
1: really for. <laughs> just... No, actually they they the main f- point of the reviews and the ratings are so that it bumps up our visibility when people search for infertility um, resources and podcasts. And the more reviews and ratings we have, then the higher, you know, we pop up in a search. So that's what that's for. So if you could help us yeah. out with that, that would be
0: awesome. And mm-hmm. and we also have uh, the Mafia Meeting Room on our website, which I am, it's open it's open and i think people are more likely to see posts in there than on facebook what do you mean like facebook algorithms you you might not oh, see, I see what you're posts saying. or yeah, your posts might not be seen in the like on facebook yes in the group
1: there's no algorithm in the in the mafia meeting room it literally it's just a time
0: line of yeah, posts i i miss that from instagram I too
1: yeah, I do too. I don't I don't like the algorithms. Does anyone like them. the algorithms? No. Does no. I mean influencers do because
0: it works to their advantage. Oh, I don't <laughs> think that they like the algorithms, but mm. it's just it's annoying because they're the app or whatever is just choosing what, what you see. What you right? see and they're doing it so they can get money from people paying to have ads. Yeah social media is ruining our society. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to uh, some infertility news.
1: Yeah, this story. I love it so much. <laughs> I, tell, tell us, how did this happen? Uh. <laughs> It's called Science and Sperm and Donor eggs. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. So I guess, I don't remember when it was, Sarah, but it's been over a year ago. We talked about the oldest woman on record. 2016, she gave birth to a son in India. She was 72 years old. And we talked about it and just how insane and crazy that is and was. And then now this woman just went ahead and one-upped her. She said, hold my beer. Yeah, right. Hold my beer while I give birth to twins two years older than you did. So this woman, also
0: from India, 74 years old. What do they drink in India? I don't know. She's like, hold my whatever they drink in India. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, so she, she gave birth via cesarean section two twin girls the girls are healthy as far as i know in a nursing home (laughs) we're living in a nursing
0: home oh my gosh (laughs) why would why would you think that's a good idea like that's so selfish (laughs) yeah i think the uh we put this we asked for
1: your opinions on instagram and the majority of people were like, this is not cool. There were a few that were like, yeah, more power to her. But, but more power to I'm her? Like, I'm 90% with you. There's like one tiny percent of me that's like, ah.
0: <laughs> I mean, glad that you finally fulfilled your lifelong dream of having children.
1: Right, but, like, there's still that part of me that has some compassion for them. But, yes, I agree with you. I don't think it was a
0: smart... I don't but think you're it, probably going to die before they reach, like, high school.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of, so, this isn't funny, but it is kind of funny. So, the dad, who, he is the biological father, so they use donor eggs and his sperm. And he's in his 80s. He's in, like, Ew. his mid-80s. Ew. And...
0: and
1: and the day after the twins were born, he had a stroke and oh was my hospitalized. Oh my gosh.
0: Is he still alive, do you think? Yeah, he's still alive, but he's just like, I can't handle this. Er, I didn't think it was going to work. I was just doing it to make her happy. <laughs> he just strokes out because all of a sudden he's a father of twins. You know, Ooh. that that would be enough to make... A young man stroke out.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Meanwhile, mom's like, "Really?
2: (laughs) Really? I'm
1: 74, and I just gave birth to twins, and you can't handle it? (laughs) Men, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. And I know, very unethical for the doctors to do that. But
1: yeah, I mean, that seems to be the conventional opinion, except for doctors in India who stand by their assertion that she was evaluated medically before doing it um, and deemed healthy, quote-unquote healthy, whatever that means. And I mean, she had very few complications, um, but was really strictly monitored the entire time. And it's just, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. To me, it's that like, it's cool that we can
0: do it, but should we? (laughs) So. No. Because do you think that she can even take care of twins or children? Well, I wouldn't leave children with a 74-year-old who lives listen, in a nursing home.
1: I had twins at age 34 and I can barely take care
0: of them. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once they start running around, you're screwed. Ah, it's even harder when they're newborns. So put them on leashes. <laughs> time to your walker.
1: I hope that they have a very large support system.
0: Anyway, so let's move on to even scarier things. (laughs) That was pretty scary. (laughs) I said that was pretty scary. Do you want to go first? Sure. So, uh, you've heard of syphilis, right? Oh, God. (laughs) here we go (laughs) you know syphilis it it was a pretty rampant in the 1800s because of prostitution and whatnot so um syphilis edgar Allan poe die from syphilis I'm not quite sure. I'm going to Google it. Keep talking. But syphilis is a sexually transmitted infection caused by bacterium treponemia pallidum subspecies pallidum. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So the signs and symptoms of syphilis vary in which of the four stages it presents. So there's primary, secondary, latent, and tertiary. I'm guessing that's the one you definitely don't want. So, Probably. classical So the first stage, you get um, a firm, painless, non non itchy skin ulceration, usually between one and two centimeters in diameter. Um, though there may be multiple sores, and I think you get this on your genitals. <laughs> so I wouldn't know. <laughs> Thank God. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Secondary, uh, you get a rash, which uh, includes the palm of the hands and soles of the feet. There may also be sores in the mouth or vagina in latent syphilis, uh, which can last for years. There are fewer no symptoms. So you're like, hey, maybe I'm not, maybe I didn't have it. And everything's fine. But that's when uh, it's like inside of you, doing stuff.
1: Doing stuff.
0: Yeah, so, and then in the last stage, there are gummas, soft non-cancerous growths, neurological problems, or heat heart symptoms. Um, syphilis has been known as the great intimidator. Um, uh, oh, yeah, intim- no, not intimid- uh <laughs> Why can't I think of how to say this word?
1: Intimator?
0: No, like, it looks like other things. Imitator. 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 Wow. My Imitator. headache is not going well today. Wow. Imitator. It. Uh, so it. It, it looks like other diseases. So basically it can make you go crazy. Is that, how does it kill you? It like eats your brain, I think. Something Ew. along those lines. Um, it, it is rumored, by the way, that Edgar Allan Poe had syphilis. Oof! Oh, so it maybe infects... we have that to
1: thank for all his
0: his library oh, of work. Oh, yeah. So it infects the central nervous system. Mm. That sounds. And that like can happen at rough. any stage. Mm. Anyway, now that we know all about syphilis, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to chlamydia. No, no, we're going to talk about syphilis more oh okay you were just laying the groundwork Got yeah it. i'm just i'm telling you about syphilis so in 1932 the u.s public health service started a uh experiment on syphilis and it's called the Tuskegee syphilis experiment
2: okay
0: and uh yeah uh, the purpose of the study was to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis. The African-American men in the study were only told they were receiving free health care from the United States government. No. <laughs> Do you God, still want free health care now? Ugh. Hmm? Jeez. Yeah.
1: Lord have mercy.
0: Yeah. So in 1932, uh, the government and the Public Health Service started working with Tuske- Tuskegee, 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 Tuskegee. Tus- wow, my brain's not working. <laughs> University, uh, which was a historically black college in Alabama. So there were a total of 600 impoverished African American sharecroppers from Macon County, Alabama. And of these men, three hundred and ninety nine had latent syphilis and two hundred and one did not. But they soon were to have it. These men were given free medical care meals and free burial insurance for participating in the study. <laughs> that might have tipped you off, don't you yeah. think? Um they were told but that I'm it was only, only twenty five they're like you get free burial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um the men were told that the study was only going to last 6 months, but it actually lasted 40 years. 40? 40? 40 yeah. years. How? Uh, they just kept it going. After the funding for the treatment was lost, the study continued without informing the men that they would never be treated. Oh. None of the men were told that they had the disease, and none were treated with penicillin even after the antibiotic was proven successful to treat syphilis.
1: So the, the experiment was to see what would happen to them if they weren't treated, essentially. Yes.
0: But they um, weren't told that. They were told that they were being treated for bad blood. It was the leading cause of death within the Southern African American community. Yeah. What? So this was this crazy, unethical experiment, and researchers knowingly failed to treat patients appropriately after the 1940s validation of penicillin was found as an effective cure because they just wanted to keep seeing what would happen. And they were only found out in 1972 because of a whistleblower. Ah. Oh. Who was so, Peter so syphilis takes Buxton. a long
1: time to, it doesn't, it's not like it necessarily like kills you right
0: away. Yeah, it makes you go crazy first and like really messes you up. Jeez. Yeah, so because of the whistleblower, it led to major changes in the U.S. law and regulation on the protection of participants in clinical studies. So now there's informed consent, communication of diagnosis, and accurate reporting of the test results. In addition, uh, they stopped the patients from accessing syphilis treatment uh, that was available to other residents in the area and then they I think they even uh, gave them syphilis if they didn't have it all of the victims of the study were all african-american and a lot of them died of syphilis 40 were wives who contracted the disease and 19 children were born with it um, so syphilis also causes infertility by the way so <laughs>
1: there we go
0: <laughs> yeah
1: how does it how does it cause infertility? So
0: untreated syphilis can cause infertility in both men and women. Um, it can cause damage to organs and nerves. And um, for men, it causes epi- epididymitis. Mis- I'm pretty sure that's that something with the up. balls. Yeah, it messes up your balls, and it can be uh, transferred to a baby. So you definitely want to get that taken care of. PSA, uh, if you have syphilis, that's why get that, they get that taken care of. Yeah, I mean that's why they test you for STDs all the time, even before doing IVF or anything. Ooh, doing and it's, anything. Yeah, syphilis is bacterial, um, and it's become more common in recent recent years, and oh. it's treated with penicillin. And uh, if a woman has syphilis, there's a 50% chance of her pregnancy ending in miscarriage or stillbirth.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. This whole yeah. episode is going to be rough, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was okay. If, if you're feeling down, I do have some fun stories at the end about animals. Oh. If I likes animals.
0: Yeah. But yeah. until we
1: get there, it's going to be rough.
0: Yeah, so um, the ending to this story, on May 16th, 1997, President Bill Clinton formally apologized on behalf of the United States to the victims of the experiment. So Not good enough. And then Hillary Clinton apologized for something later on. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> like, Sorry about that. Oh... <laughs> I mean,
1: I guess it's good that it was formally addressed and recognized and apologized for, but that doesn't bring back all of the pain and
0: suffering from those people. Yeah, that and withholding medication? Yeah, that sucks.
1: And clearly obviously racist. I mean, yeah, singled out and targeted black men.
0: Well, the weird thing is, um, there there was this, okay, so the Rosewald Fund, a major Chicago-based philanth. <laughs> wow, I, why can't I say words today? You know what I'm about to, you know the word I'm saying, right? Phil, F- no. Philanthropy.
1: Philanthropy? Devo-
0: yes. Devoted okay. to black education and community development in the South, provided financial support to pay for the eventual treatment of the patients. Okay, so that's good. Right? I guess it's
1: better late Mm. than never, but that's so depressing.
0: Yeah. Man. Wow. Wow. That's, oh, uh, by the end of the study in 1972, only 74 of the patients, or 74 of the test subjects were alive. So that that was 399 men. 28 had died of syphilis. 100 were dead of related complications. 40 of their wives had been infected and then 19 children.
1: We've talked about Alabama before and how it needs to get its shit together. <laughs> oh, yeah. So is that your story? That's my story. So it does kind of... I'm wondering if this... Um, if this was in any way related because it was about the same time because oh have you heard of this guy called Adolf Hitler nope never heard of him (laughs) apparently he took his cue about practicing eugenics from studies that were happening in the United States Uh, in California oh it's rough (laughs) so um, okay so here here we go in okay
0: Sarah. <laughs> you need to take a break <laughs> i'm just sitting back waiting because i waiting. kind of read i read a little bit and it was not not good waiting for the horror to wash over you
1: yeah yeah so in 1933, on July 14th in Germany, so right now Hitler is the what leader, what did you call it back, the chancellor? I don't know. I don't know I what I don't it's know. Called. Anyway, he passes the law for the prevention of genetically defective progeny. This legalized involuntary sterilization of people with diseases that they deemed to be, you know not um, useful for their race of Aryan people. So what that meant was uh, they made it le- like it was a law that doctors had to, you had to screen people for certain genetic diseases, quote unquote diseases, even though off- many of them were not genetic at all. So this included things like weak mindedness. I don't know what that means schizophrenia insanity blindness deafness alcohol abuse and any type of physical deformity so if you presented with any of these things it was the law that the doctor had to involuntarily make you infertile sterilize you how do you know well i thought you might ask that (laughs) um i think when they did it on actual german citizens now holocaust survivors and non-survivors were a different story Mm -hmm. but this was happening to the general population like it it, this wasn't just being performed on these victims of the holocaust but i think the main use like they would inject people sometimes with um well i'll talk about that in a little bit syphilis (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I think it was usually done with radiation.
0: Well, that will do more
1: than <laughs> sterilize exactly. you. I know. Completely unnecessary, but a high dose of radiation will make it where you can't reproduce. It kills your sperm and eggs basically.
0: That'll do the trick. That'll do the trick.
1: So this law like I was saying was used to encourage growth of the Aryan race through, you know, by sterilizing any person who fell under this quota of being quote-unquote genetically defective. So and as, so aside from their like I said their experiments in concentration camps, so this does not count the people that were in concentration camps. The Nazis involuntarily sterilized over 400,000 people in the span of roughly
0: 4 years their own citizens right or their own in the citizens concentration camps right right
1: because they were trying to weed out quote-unquote genetically defective people to create this
0: super race insanity which is funny <sighs> because you know white people <laughs> white people Oh, God. It's so true. What were you thinking? I was going to say why, but I think everyone, you know. Everyone's thinking it. We're so great. We can't go out in the sun. (laughs) Peace. Oh, man. It's
1: rough. It's rough. Okay. So it's about to get worse. You ready? Yeah. So let's talk about people in concentration camps. So. I know. <laughs> Listen, I I was going to use this as like a drunk fertility story. And then I was like, I can't. Yeah. It's way too sobering. Nothing sobers me more than talking about the Holocaust. Uh, there's certain, to- I don't know if you're this way, but like there are certain topics that, and the Holocaust is one of them for me. I just, it makes me so sick to my stomach. Yeah. I, Like, I physically feel ill when I'm, like, reading about it or talking about it. I just, it's like our human mind just can't
0: comprehend
1: the amount of evil. It's just insane.
0: You know, I've heard that uh, Adolf Hitler was on major drugs, like meth. And that's why he was so crazy. I just think he was a piece of
1: shit is what he was. Well, yes,
0: but he was also on, like, crazy drugs. So he was like, yeah, everything's. Yeah
1: <laughs> Heil Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, ugh. makes me want to throw up. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Alright, so this is this is reported to have happened to women at Auschwitz and Dachau and Birkenau. So those are like three big concentration camps. And upon their arrival, so this is right when they got there, they were injected with a substance, and they're not exactly sure what it was, but they think that it was a combination of iodine and silver nitrate injected right into their breast tissue. No! Yeah. Yep. Why? I don't know. You can't make any sense of these fuckers. What is silver nitrate I used don't know. for? I'm not sure. I don't know. No, but it it rendered them completely sterile by it prevented them from ovulating. What? But it also caused intense abdominal pain, excessive vaginal bleeding, and even cervical cancer if they lived long
0: enough. Sounds like PCOS. Not the <laughs> cervical counts, not that. But yeah, you know, the like other... heavy bleeding and. <sighs> I'm guessing it's different than that, though.
1: I'm guessing, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the reason they, well, other than the fact that they were going to kill them anyway, they just did not want them reproducing any more people. They were just the worst Nazis. So, uh, yeah, so they rendered them sterile just to really make sure that they weren't going to produce any more people.
0: Oh my gosh, into their breasts?
1: Into their breast tissue. Yeah, rough. It's rough.
0: I know. Did you see? Did <laughs> you see any the of the sisters. other? Did you see any of the other things about like tying off, ugh, like the Japanese experiments during this time too? No. Okay, those were like, ugh, you, like just like this. But I just stuck with the Nazis. You know, that was as far as I could t- take it. Yeah, the Japanese experience. Those Japanese were crazy fuckers too during yeah. this time.
1: You know. Uh, and that's the thing is, like, I stuck with human experiments to talk about because it's infertility related, sort of. Yeah. Um, but the scope of what they did to people is unimaginable. I, I just can't comp... Like I said, I can't fathom the amount of evil. I this is one tiny facet of how they experimented on people because it's like anything they could possibly think of that was awful and terrorizing, they did it, it seems like. Yeah. So you wanna keep going? Sure. (laughs) Couple more. (laughs) So uh, another thing that doctors did was they wanted to test, they just like to experiment on people because they didn't see them as people, you know, in their concentration camps, they just, It's like how we treat mice, you know. Poor mice. I know, poor mice. So they wanted to test what stress does to a woman's fertility. Oh. (laughs) So this doctor, this Nazi doctor, would tell women the date that he was going to kill them. What the heck? Like sometime in the future, you're going to die on this day. He would give them the exact date and then he would evaluate how this psychological distress would affect their menstrual cycle. <laughs> so, he was looking to see if being under in like insane psychological distress would, you know, affect your fertility. Well, I don't know what his findings were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go. Yeah. And then after he did eventually murder them, he would dissect and examine their reproductive organs to see if they, like, somehow looked... Like, they didn't know anything. They're just dumbasses and evil. Probably all <sighs> on drugs. They also... Some of the women were raped at the time so that he could uh, also study the path of sperm through their reproductive system while under this duress, like, to see Ew. if that would affect their ability to get pregnant. They were... Um, some some of them were inseminated, artificially inseminated, uh just for the hell of it. Like awful. Awful, awful, awful. One more. Ready? No. Okay. You know the name Joseph Mangle, probably. No. No? Okay. Well, he was he was probably the most notorious Nazi doctor. Huh. And, um, like, he's largely responsible for a lot of the human experimentation. He was obsessed with twins. Oh, no. <laughs> he performed so many. I'm not going to say what they were. It's just too effed up. I can't even utter the words. I think I read
0: about some of this.
1: Yeah. And most of them were children, which is even awfuler. Awfuler. so off lore. but he was obsessed with twins because this just doesn't make any sense to me but it was all in the name of like trying to figure out again how to create more twins to increase the population of the Aryan race so it was like if I can figure out how to make everyone have twins all the time then that'll double our population just like that he was like trying to figure out how to recreate identical twins like that there was some magical way to do that
0: there's a reason most people don't have twins naturally
1: yeah but he didn't care about that (laughs) all they cared about was repopulating the earth with what they considered to be a supreme race of aryan people and so he was trying to figure out how to how to, how to, and they wanted to do that in the most efficient way. So what would be more efficient than one baby, two babies? So he did all these crazy experiments on twins and he would, this is so effed up, but he would take, he would use them like a control and a variable. So he'd use one twin as the control and then the other twin he would perform experiments on and see how You know, like. (laughs) That's so messed up. It's so messed up. But he, so he would do all these crazy experiments like, and if the one twin died, because, and oftentimes they did, because he would like inject them with tuberculosis or whatever. Just like, let's see what happens. And then if the one twin died, he would just kill the other one so that then he could perform side by side autopsies to see it's just no yeah again to try to unlock the secret of how he could increase the like likelihood of people having twins so on the one hand they were sterilizing all these people they deemed you know genetically not viable or whatever and at the same time simultaneously trying to get the people that they did think they did want to Keep populating the earth to have twins. This is crazy. Wow. Wow. <sighs> wow. I.
0: The 1930s it, and 40s. It was a rough time, you know. Yeah.
1: And I, I was looking up about Joseph Mingle because I was hoping that he, I was hoping yeah. that he got something awful happened to him, but he escaped, unfortunately. To South America and went on to live for a long time hmm. so I assume he's burning in hell right now piece of shit you can only hope that's the nicest thing I can say about him is yeah. that he's a piece of shit that's, as, that's, as all, that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> otherwise it's gonna get very obscene
0: <laughs> oh, it's just I don't know
1: it's rough. Yeah. Okay, let's cleanse our palate, can we? Yeah. Can we talk about animals?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about animals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well now, we call this the act of mating, but there are several other very important differences between human beings and animals that you should know about. Okay. I thought these would be fun because animals are fun and funny <laughs> and
0: who doesn't love animals who doesn't
1: love animals I mean some of these are kind of crazy but that's why they're on this episode I you know m- most of us just know like how humans procreate but a mm-hmm. lot of us don't know about how animals procreate and so are you gonna talk
0: about crickets
1: um no oh maybe you can add crickets to the list
0: people um Researchers, I think it's in Omaha. It's a big university. Cretan? There's someone there who studies crickets. Oh. Because they're very similar to humans. The way they procreate? Yeah. Like, and crickets. They fuck? (laughs) Yeah. They study the, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like the ratio of, like, reproducing versus living a long time. Huh. So either they like fuck themselves to death. Oh, yeah. To reproduce, or they like don't and live.
1: There's a lot of animals that do that, actually.
0: Yeah. Is that like people too? Not really. Not really.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think some people would screw until they die if they had the
0: choice, but.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't say that's the average person's experience. It's
0: like, do you get. The I think the thing was like, do you go for your biological like drive to reproduce, knowing that it's going to kill you? Kill you? Yeah. Or do you not and live? Right. Yeah. Something about
1: that with crickets. But it is an interesting psychology of animals and humans, I suppose, that their yeah. need to reproduce is so strong it's like a suicidal wish (laughs)
0: like well kamikaze fertility anyway Um, so tell me about animals
1: okay so the first thing i the first angle i was going was to look at like infertility in the animal kingdom (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's not really a thing so i mean it is but evolution just takes over and
0: does its thing yeah it's not like people are helping the infertile animals get pregnant
1: uh no (laughs) they can't there's no cricket fertility doctor or whatever so right but i did find a couple stories that are kind of related so i want to share those so gorillas if they're in the zoo they do get like if they're in a if they're in a capacity where people are like monitoring them, then they can study it better.
0: But Yeah, my my grandma used to raise dogs and she would have them do IUIs. Oh,
1: you've told me this before. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> oh, man. How did did she do it? Like no, DIY? No.
0: no, the vet did it. Oh, okay.
1: Is it the same process basically? Yeah. How do they make the dog jack off?
0: I don't know. That's what I was just wondering. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the doggies in there watching doggy porn.
0: The person's doing it for them. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? How do you make a dog? So you go on. I anyway. will Google.
1: Okay. All right. So um, there. So the, I found this article. It's actually from the 1980s, so it's pretty old, but... Um, It was about gorillas here at the Lincoln Park Zoo here in Chicago. And they thought that half of them were possibly infertile, the females, um, because they just weren't getting pregnant. And they just thought it was because they were too fat. Classic. But it turns out, after some experimenting, which this was all humane. I feel like the last stories we just talked about when you hear the word experiment you think it's going to be bad but this was mm-hmm. not mean to the animals but it turns out some of them had very low progesterone
0: oh
2: why so
1: their little embryos weren't sticking around when they would
0: oh yeah
1: so i think in you know gorillas are like very close to humans in terms of our genetics and i
0: guess they experience infertility too Okay, so um, dogs. Back to dogs. <laughs> so the the semen is collected from the male dog. This is done by exposing the male to a female in heat, and when he goes to mount her, his penis is diverted into a false vagina, which oh, collects the ejaculated semen. Uh, if a female is not available, swabs which have previously collected pheromones from the vulva of a female... Uh. Uh, can be rubbed onto the rear of a female dog, this is usually sufficient. Oh, God. Okay, so the doctor does not jack the dog off. (laughs) So I'm glad we've cleared that up.
1: (laughs) Uh, I was going to have a newfound respect for veterinarians. Um, (laughs) Would you call it a paw job? (laughs) Um, Sorry. Sorry. Okay, so my other story is about pandas. And
0: oh, pandas.
1: I guess pandas, you know, who are an a endangered species in general, but when they're in captivity, they don't like to get it on. Really? I think they're kind of shy. Aw. So uh, they're totally uninterested in sex when they're in captivity, and so they show them panda porn. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's kind of cute. They're like, watch this, then get your freak on. (laughs) And then are the pandas like, yeah. Okay, now I'm in the mood. (laughs) Isn't that funny? That's adorable. That's so sweet. (laughs) So I thought those were kind of funny. Cute little pandas.
1: Okay, here's some fun fast facts about some animals. Okay. I think most of us know about the praying mantis, do you?
0: yeah, i mean the the girl one eats the guy one after having sex with him,
1: right, they do it, and then she literally eats his head off.
0: <laughs> just, do you think he knows it's coming? I think he knows, and
1: he's, he's okay like with it. he's like worth it <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's that it's that thing of right. dying versus living longer, right, yeah.
1: I mean, it must be really good sex. I guess. To get your head ripped right off your body. I mean,
0: it's not like they know. Either way.
1: Right, that's true. Because they die right after. They are rolling the dice that this is going to be worth it. (laughs) Um, Similarly, honeybees, the male dies shortly after sex because his little tiny penis and parts of his flesh are ripped from his body after they do it. (sighs) So like he puts his little tiny penis in the bee, and then when they're in the queen right and then when when they're done when he when he's like okay he then it just comes off his body his penis just stays in her body and it just comes off and then that kills him oh that's (laughs) so sad Again, he's like, worth it. (laughs) He's flying away. Just, worth (laughs) it. But he crashes. Right. Yeah. Um, Snails. Did you know snails are hermaphrodites? No. Yeah. So they have both male and female parts. And they end up impregnating each other. (laughs) But they kind of fight over it. This is what I read. There's like they like have a war about who will carry the eggs and who will fertilize. So I would
0: I would try to fertilize.
1: Right. Well, duh. <laughs> this is like I wish humans were like this. So, I mean, it would really put the it would really change the tide of infertility to really yeah. like a 50-50 situation instead of the women always feeling like you're carrying the, the majority of the load here. Yeah. If you could fight it out. <laughs> so what they end up doing is they have these little tiny penises and they just stab each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they just they just go back and forth stabbing each other. Is it fun for them or is it just like, I guess we're doing this? I don't, I, I'm not sure. Maybe they're into BDSM. I don't. I don't know. I guess so. I but think they that'd can, be funny to dress up as snails. And right. And act this out. It would be Halloween ideas, people.
1: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so apparently they can be injected anywhere to fertilize the eggs that they both have. So it's that's not like a weird. little penis goes into a vagina. They can they just that's what they just go they just start stabbing each other <laughs> anywhere they can
0: find. Is the penis in one place or is it just just starts appearing, boop, yeah, <laughs> <boop>. <laughs> and they stab each other. That'd be a fun game.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think the penis is in one location, okay. But similarly, mm-hmm. banana slugs, so kind of in the snail family, they have penises that come out of their head <laughs> and and they're you know, banana slugs are are huge. They're like they're really big. And then when their penis comes out, it's longer than their body. Says so it can be six to eight inches long.
0: <laughs> wow! Good yeah. for you, banana
1: slugs. Right, I know. So, uh, so this says this article said um, when it's time to get down, the penises grow out of pores in their head. And it's not unusual for the penis of one slug to get stuck inside the other during copulation. So to solve this uncomfortable situation, the slug on the receiving end will then just eat the penis that's stuck inside their body.
0: How do they eat it if it's inside of them? (laughs) And then does that make the other one die? I don't think so. Maybe they just grow another one. Oh. There's a lot that of works.
1: like Lorena Bobbit happening in the animal kingdom. Just <laughs> we're just gonna cut it off.
0: <laughs> Wait, who's Lorena Bobbit? Oh, is she the one who cut her uh-huh. okay and then threw it out into a field or something? Yep. And then yeah. they reattached it. Oh. Some but cop it never found it. The He's same. like, Oh, I don't think this is supposed to be here. <sighs> yeah. He must have found it really quickly then. It must have.
1: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Um, giraffes this one's the grossest So, (laughs) and there's a sadistic part of me that kind of wishes that this this people are gonna think this is so (laughs) twisted but I kind of wish humans could do this too okay when the giraffe okay so when they're when the giraffe the boy giraffe wants to do it with the girl draft. He wants to determine that she's ovulating, right? Cuz mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know. So, in order to determine if she's ovulating, he drinks
0: her pee. Ew, some <laughs> humans do that. They do? Yeah. I mean, I mean maybe I don't know if they drink. Have you heard of golden, golden shower? Yeah. yeah. Of course sure yeah. that some gets in their mouths or they drink it who knows oh
1: but yeah i guess their pee tastes different when they're ovulating so that's how Mine they does know too. what
0: <laughs> what
1: i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> or so peter says
0: yeah no i drink it
1: myself <laughs> this episode is i'm just kidding deteriorating Never fast <laughs> drank my own pee <laughs> Um okay. So to some of the to your point earlier about some of the animals, there's this mouse-like marsupial. I can't pronounce its name. Uh but he this animal has sex so much that it literally dies. Like it oh, it no. its body just gives out from having so much sex.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. What? They
1: they'll go at it for up to 14 hours at a time for like two weeks straight until their body literally breaks down it says their male's fur falls out he bleeds internally and then gets gangrene or any number of other infections ultimately dying before he reaches a year old but he's chasing tail up until the end
0: (laughs) oh my gosh is it a cute animal
1: yeah it just looks like a little mouse it is cute you dumb little mouse. You horny little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's this fly that lives in a cave in Brazil and it's the first ever species that founds that they have opposite genitalia. So what that means is the women, the females have a penis <laughs> mm-hmm. that they penetrate the male. So then so the so they do it and then the male transfers his sperm from inside his body to the female.
0: Uh, So the female sucks the sperm into her
2: body?
1: <laughs> kind of like that, yeah. 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 But isn't that interesting? Like, again, might not be... I, I'm kind of interested in a little switcheroo. I wouldn't mind having a dick every now and then. Yeah. Right?
0: He's standing up.
1: <laughs> I mean... A dick gets you a lot of places in the world that a vagina can't, so (laughs) I'm just saying, elephants. (laughs) Let's talk about elephants. Oh,
0: elephants. Yes.
1: Oh, man, this is so funny. Their dicks are so big (laughs) that they can rest on it like it's a leg.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, It's a tri... It's a... Not a tripod. A pentapod. (laughs) Quad pod. Wait, yeah, f- f- I don't know. Set. Five.
1: five, five pentapod. Unless they have <laughs> yeah. really big balls too. It's a pentapod. Um, so when it's erect, it can weigh sixty-six pounds. <laughs> oh my gosh! And be over three feet long. Wow. So and then I learned a new word. It's called it's pre prehensile. I don't know, which means that they can like move it around. So this says that they can use it to, you know, scratch hard to reach places. (laughs) Wow. Swat away flies. Wow. It'd be kind of nice if you had that extra appendage. Just use your dick to scratch your back.
0: You scratch mine, I scratch yours. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was interesting. Yeah,
1: elephants are super weird, but super cool.
2: And yeah. then, last
1: but not least, this brings it back to uh, what you were talking about in uh, STDs. Did you oh, know? Yeah. Did you know that koalas? Ninety percent of them have chlamydia.
0: Oh, I did know that. Did you? Yeah, I did. How did you know that? <laughs> I don't know. I just knew that they had chlamydia.
2: So, if you I, vi- I
0: mean, I knew they had an STD, STI, if whatever. If you're visiting
1: Australia, I know koalas look super cute, but don't pick them up because they can pass it to you through their urine.
0: No. Yeah. Ew. Did yep. you know that my parents have a cat that has herpes? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Yep. He has herpes. kitty. And a kitty. thyroid problem. Oh, no. Poor guy. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, anyway,
1: those were all my my facts about animals and fertility.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that was and fun. And I threw in an extra for you. Right? Cat Doesn't Herpes. everyone
1: feel better now? We know that veterinarians are not jacking off dogs. All right, let's move on to the consigliere. Our consigliere today is Dr. Sasha McHale, who we met, Sarah, at our live show. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah, she joined, um, She we didn't interview her, but she came with the other doctors, and so we got to know her a little bit, and she was really fun.
0: To be fair, we didn't know she was coming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, she crashed the party. <laughs> no, but she. Was, I liked her. I liked oh, her yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah, she was great. She and asked me where the washroom was, and I stared at her for a second. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, bathroom? Oh you yeah, some bathroom, people say right? washroom. Okay, yeah, because she's from Canada. Cana-
1: right, I was just about to say Canadians say washroom, and yep, she's from Canada. Um, she threw me
0: off. I was like, <laughs> mm. um,
1: anyway, she is going to respond to the article with that we um, well. We didn't, I didn't ask her to do this specifically, but she's mentioning it in this clip. Uh, you know, the article we covered about your, uh, the New York Times, you're too fat to get pregnant article. Yes. So she touches on that because she's talking about weight and fertility treatments in this clip. And she has a crazy story that I wanted to include in this episode (laughs) Sarah's face. Since this is our creepy Halloween episode,
0: uh, I'll let her tell it (laughs) because Sarah's reading it right now. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. I'm interested. (laughs) I am invested now. I want to hear the story. Yep. So here's Dr. Sasha McHale.
2: The weight thing is a little controversial in terms of your ability to conceive and there was that whole New York Times article that came out that I think it was titled something along the lines of my doctor told me I was too fat and it really shouldn't be the case but of course your your weight can affect our ability to treat for safety reasons so for our clinic, for example, we won't do IVF if your BMI is over 38 because of concerns of needing to intubate. Uh, Of course, if you're more overweight, then some of that fat also deposits around your airway. And if you're sedated with anesthetics, then that can affect your ability to breathe. And that puts you in a bit of a danger zone. And you know, we're doctors first. We can't do harm. So if we're worried about safety, then that's number one problem. We're not going to risk it. The other thing is, too, once you are pregnant, if you're significantly overweight or obese, then the problem that you start to face is once you actually successfully are pregnant and you continue with the pregnancy, you have a higher risk of. An abnormally large baby that can make delivering it very difficult and make it very sick and make you very sick. There's a risk of ending up with things like preeclampsia, high blood pressure in the pregnancy, diabetes in the pregnancy, a lot of maternal and neonatal complications. Not just that, if you are overweight, not slightly overweight, significantly overweight, even before trying to conceive, that, that can increase the risk of having a baby born with a birth defect. So that's kind of where our, perce- our perspective lies, where we want you to lose the weight, eat better, and typically the goal would be to lose five to 10% of your body weight over six months because that's shown really good results. Hus for a weird slash creepy story, I have one that you probably will never hear anywhere else. I don't know if it's supposed to be clinical from the doctor's perspective, so I'm just gonna go with it. But basically there was a time we had a patient who was single, she wanted to be a single mom and was ready for insemination. And instead of doing a unknown donor, From a sperm bank. She said she wanted a known donor and the person she wanted to have give sperm was actually her father. So we had to explain that for one, for medical reasons, it's really, really not advisable. And two, it's actually illegal. You shouldn't use your dad's sperm to impregnate you ever. Oh, so thank you for that, Dr.
1: (laughs) Dr. McHale. That was kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, you can find her on Instagram at Sasha McHale MD. We'll link it in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I thought that was some good info, info on weight and fertility and a weird effed up story. Again, happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it fit in perfectly with this episode.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, but gross so okay. uh out of the
1: box out of the box or we should do it like a minor out of the box out of the
2: box
0: <laughs> what are you gonna be for that halloween nice. me <laughs> yeah I, uh i'm gonna be mommy shark oh yeah mommy shark do 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 <laughs> that's right you know i like that song She's like, and I'm not afraid to admit it. And I don't care who knows it.
1: Is Peter going to be Daddy Shark and Baby yeah. Shark and the whole Genevieve's shark
0: family? Jenny's going to be Baby Shark and then Bjorn's going to be the little boy that sings. Aw. He really didn't have a choice. He wants to be Mickey Mouse again. And I was like, eh. you're like, nah, that's old. That's tired. <laughs> if you if you're Mickey Mouse again, I'm going to make you be Mickey Mouse for the rest of your life. <laughs> So he might end up being Mickey Mouse. Who knows? <laughs>
1: it's Mickey Mouse who's sing- singing the Baby Shark song, right? Yeah, that could so, work. So, yeah, what are you? What are you gonna be? Halloween has endless possibilities. Um, this is a great segue into our next episode because we're talking about The Handmaid's Tale, and I'm gonna be a Handmaid. Do you already have your outfit? I do. Um, you know how you think of Halloween as this is a time where you can use your imagination. You can be anything you want to be, and I mm-hmm. just want to be fertile. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> okay, not really. That's a joke. It's kind of um, sad. <laughs> I, honestly, it's just it's a very uh, practical costume, and it's warm, which Especially is all in I really Chicago. care about because we're going to be outside a lot for Halloween. Yeah, you be can warm. track or treat. We can trick-or-treat this year, and we'll have trick-or-treaters. Apparently, it's a big deal on our block. So That's I'm expecting fun. to be outside, so I wanted something warm. And I thought, you know, a giant red cape is will be just the ticket.
0: <laughs> that will be a lot of
1: fun. And a bonnet. It'll shield me from all the wind. Perfect. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. Is so. Bill
0: going to be, like, are there guys in this show?
1: There are uh but no i he'll probably just wear black and say he's security that's what he's done
0: (laughs) wow
1: right like well you think highly of yourself
2: (laughs) yes you're
1: so imaginative i know right matter i might try to come up with something for him but i haven't
0: decided what yet he could be mickey mouse (laughs) there
1: you go well i hope you have fun
0: I'm sure we will. Whatever I hope
1: we do. Everybody has fun. I'd love to see your Halloween costumes. Yeah. Put put pictures too. up in the Facebook group or on Instagram, wherever. Tag us. Let us know. I'm a big fan. Speaking me of too. Instagram, you can follow us there at Infertil Mafia Podcast. Like we said at the top, we've got two Facebook groups, our website, InfertilMafia.com email at infertile mafia at i think that's everything right yep that's it thanks for hanging with us on this one if you're still listening you are a true rough. Fan. <laughs> yeah that one was rough although the animal mm-hmm. stuff was fun i feel like it balanced everything out
0: yeah yeah sure, sure. all right well thanks for joining the, the infertile, infertile mafia mafia bye uh, bye, bye. Discovery Channel